What's in the bag? A shark or something? Put the bunny back in the box. This is Two Guys, Five Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasmer. This is Frank Pelican. You are listening to The Quick Cage. And Frank, which Nick Cage movie are you going to tell us about tonight? So, tonight we're going to talk about the 2016, based on a true story comedy film, Army of One. Um, directed by Larry Charles. Um, also starring uh, Rain Wilson, Russell Brand, uh, Paul Shear. Uh, Will Sasso, uh, Wendy McClendon Covey. Um, the basic premise of the movie is so. This is some some weird thing, like where you hear, hear about a true story that was apparently like really widely known at one point, and you have no idea that it ever existed. So it's based on the life of this guy named Gary Faulkner, who went to. Um, Pakistan like dozens of times in the early to mid 2000s to try and capture Osama bin Laden because he felt like he was given a mission by God to do so um, is this is this guy like ex-military or paramilitary yeah, just, just or? carpenter just crazy okay. like thought that God was talking to him and went over there and I guess basically like would spend like weeks in Pakistan like scouring the hills for Osama bin Laden's cave, um, but didn't want to kill him because he wasn't a killer. He just wanted to capture him and bring him back to face justice in America. Like this guy was gotcha. on The View and CNN and Fox, like being interviewed all the time, and hmm. was apparently some kind of like semi like phenomenon back then. And I have no recollection of any of it ever happening. Yeah, you um, mentioned this briefly to me the other night, full disclosure, and I I I don't know anything about the story. I don't remember it. I. I I mean, we were both people that pay attention to the news fairly regularly, even back then. I mean, yeah, I had no idea this existed. Um, so Nicholas Cage plays uh, Gary, um, uh-huh. and plays him basically as a grown-up version of the character that he plays in um, uh, Peggy Sue Got Married. Yeah. So he spends the entire movie. Let's see if I can emulate this voice. Um, oh my god, I don't know if I can do it. I was doing it earlier, like so well, and now like it's not in my head. Hey, not? Ah, that's not right. <laughs> Fuck! It's like this incredibly nasal. Like he's talking the entire time. Oh yeah, are you not going? Oh no. What in Nicholas Cage? Shit, I'm not doing it right. Fuck, I had it perfectly. When I was leaving work, I was, like, doing it to practice. And I came home and take a nap, and now all my goddamn, like, thoughts are gone from my head. Um. So, anyway, just imagine this, like, all the way from the back of his nose. Like, everything, every every note is, like, nasal. But then with this weird vocal fry to everything. Hmm. So, it's like, 
the least bearable voice you can hear. And you hear it constantly for the entire, um, I don't know, hour and a half runtime of this movie. So Gary is this intermittently employed carpenter um, who lives on his friend's couch, who is obsessed with this idea that like God is speaking to him. He's got some kind of kidney disease, so he's on dialysis. Um, and they set up this premise like vaguely that like there's some hallucinatory effects to go along with like the drugs that he takes for his dialysis to sort of explain like what happened. Um, and Russell Brand plays God. So Russell Brand is appearing to him during dialysis and telling him like it's your God, whatever ordained mission that you need to go and like capture Osama bin Laden and bring him back to the US. Gotcha. So his initial plan is that he's going to buy a sailboat and sail to Pakistan um, to capture Osama bin Laden. Um, he meets this old high school like um, classmate uh, played by that Wendy McClendon Covey lady mm-hmm. um, that he had like a huge crush on. He meets her in like a Home Depot, and despite him having no like redeeming characteristics, they immediately hit it off. And she lets him come home with her, and he meets her daughter, who's like a nonverbal, um, nonverbal cerebral palsy. Um, and Gary and the young girl like form this relationship, and so it eventually leads to him and the woman falling in love, like which is completely unbelievable. Um. Damn, I wish I could get his voice in my head. Like, it's crazy that I can't do it right now. I'm usually, like, pretty spot on with that. Anyway, so, I mean, he does all this stuff for her and, like, builds a wheelchair ramp for her daughter. And, like, they kind of, like, develop this relationship. But then he (laughs) tries to sail to Pakistan and gets, like, I don't know, like, 10 yards away from the port. And gets knocked. Or no, I'm sorry. He gets stuck in the Pacific Ocean, and then gets knocked out, and like washes up on shore in San Diego, and thinks he's in Mexico. And then he comes home, and then he has this idea that he's going to fly to Pakistan, and he's going to buy a hang glider and jump off a mountain, and like hang glide into Pakistan, like down into the caves, so he can catch Osama bin Laden um, off guard. Um, but that doesn't work, obviously. Even though he goes to Pakistan and then his hang glider falls apart. So eventually he gets there and there's like 30% of the movie where he's just kind of wandering around Pakistan, like doing shit, like basically doing like hashish and like making friends with the locals and running afoul of um, Rain Wilson, who's this um, FBI agent or CIA agent that's working over there um, because they think that he's some kind of like, um, foreign spy that's come over and like they think he's really dangerous or something though he's just an idiot he has a samurai sword or whatever um the whole time with this fucking terrible voice so he eventually has this hallucination that he saw osama bin laden on an episode of they call it caves which is like this mockery of cribs and osama's like showing him all the stuff that's in like his cave and how like awesome his cave is um but it's a hallucination. 
And then he hallucinates that he, like, actually finds Osama, but Osama's on dialysis. And, like, they're sitting there on dialysis talking to each other. Um, I'll give it, I'll give it this credit. Like, it actually avoids being super racist, even though it sounds like it, it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because, like, most of the characters that he interacts with in Pakistan, they just treat like people. Right. Um, and they portray him as this guy that can, like, make friends with anybody and has this really good personality. And then the subplot is that, you know, the woman's in love with him, but he keeps leaving her and she can't take, like, the fact that he keeps leaving and, like, going to a different country to pursue, like, a international terrorist, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the end... um he comes home one time and he's like you know because god keeps appearing to him all over the place russell brand and telling him you know that he's a failure and he needs to find osama but then he's like well why can't you tell me where osama is and god's like you know that's not how it works like you got to do the work yourself um so he comes home at one point and he resolves to just like be with her and that he's gonna like they can get married and he's gonna like live with her and the news comes on one morning and it's that you know seal team six is like like killed Osama bin Laden and um the movie ends with basically him saying like well I don't believe that Osama's really dead and I have to keep like keep up with my mission um and then it like it cut the end of the movie cuts to uh, there's actually this meta part at one point where um he's returned home and people have found out that he's doing this so there's like actually like a group of media there to like greet him and talk to him and it shows like this quick like montage of clips of him like living this life where he's like a recognized celebrity basically mm-hmm. and somebody's like um they're talking about making a movie about your life who do you think should play you and they they meant they say somebody and he's like now nah, that person can't do it and they're like what about nick cage and he's like yeah nick cage could do a good job i think that's who should do it mm-hmm. so nick cage as gary mm-hmm. faulkner saying that nick cage is the actor who should play gary faulkner in the movie based on his life. Um, but Nick Cage is saying that. So it's almost like movie. a hinting at um what 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 what's coming up here in the cage release schedule. Oh, the um the movie where he's unbearable playing. weight of massive talent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that movie's actually good. Yeah. Um Fuck, I'm really disappointed in myself. Like, I had the voice, like, perfect. This is the most disappointing quick cage ever, because, it's, seriously, I was going <laughs> to... I mean, maybe that's what happens, is when you go to, like, when people go to sleep, their talent leaves them. Yeah, well, I... It's running out of me, but I don't know. I don't really <laughs> sleep that much, so I'm probably all right. All right. Um... So it's weird because, like, I think I texted you when I was, like, maybe 10 minutes into this movie about how awful this movie was. You did. And I couldn't believe that I was going to finish watching it. And then I found myself, like, unfortunately, like, laughing at this movie. Like, mm-hmm. there was, like, five or six times where I legitimately, like, laughed out loud at this movie because of how ridiculous it is. And... I guess, unfortunately, like, I kind of enjoyed it in the end. Okay. But it is one of the most 
man. Like, I got hold on. I got some questions for you about this movie because because the description that you gave here doesn't necessarily like doesn't sound that funny to me just hearing about it. So I'm assuming it's one of those things you have to watch and kind of like you know to to see the humor in it. Sure. Uh, here, here's my hesitancy and why, like, I've been like hating the idea of you watching this movie for many months. Um, first of all, sell me on Russell Brand, like in this movie, because what I've seen so far, I'm not a fan of, like in other things. Um, you're not going to be a fan of him here either. Okay. He's basically right. playing Russell Brand. Okay. Like the. What what's the end like? Is it Saving Silverman or? I've never seen that. It, it's the one anyway. He's he's Russell Brand, like right, right. I, I think he's like always a, the same, right? He's an abrasive, like snotty, thin British, like smartass, right? I got it. Oh, this is, I got the voice. All right, so he talks like this the entire time. So it's Nicholas Cage, but you know. Instead of sounding like Nicolas Cage, this is what he sounds like. And he's like, oh, God, God, I, you tell me that I got a purpose. What's my purpose, God? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He got it. Like, I, and yeah, that's annoying. <laughs> and the entire time. And at the highest decibel level possible. Like, Nick Cage is screaming like that throughout the entire movie. Like, there's no nuance to Nick Cage's character necessarily. And the weird thing is, like, so at the end of this movie, they show a montage of clips of the actual Gary Faulkner on The View and being interviewed for TV. And the dude's got, like, just a normal voice. Like, it's maybe a little bit like this, but, you know, it's 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 recognizable as a human being. Right. Like, fucking Nicolas Cage sounds like some Mars attacks alien or some shit. Like, <laughs> but yeah, the whole movie just, I don't know. Yeah, I did a little research today. Um, trying not to spoil myself about the uh, movie necessarily at all, so I could like listen to you tell me about it. But I, I did see if there's any interviews out there with Cage on this, and um, he does. He does like he's asked about the character, so he met this guy apparently. Um, he spent three hours with him uh, to to hear his recounting of the story and stuff like that, and. Um, uh, was asked about like because the woman like interviewing him was like how funny he was and stuff like that, and he was like, "Yeah, like um, I did. I tried to make him a little di different, basically because this guy's so sad that if I just played him like he is, I don't think it would be a comedy." So he add, he he embellished and added things to the character to try to make it more comedic. So what? One of the things because I also researched this fucking Gary Faulkner guy. Mm. One of the things he did was by creating the love interest, especially with the daughter, is like they ground him in something mm. so that he can be a character that even though he's got this ridiculous, like you know, I would say quirk, but really just like mental illness. Um, right. you still sure. can kind of like see him as a character, mm -hmm. but like the real dude, uh, you uh, like moved between like couch to couch and was like basically homeless 
like living on job sites for long periods of time where he was doing construction and had like a series of like different women that he was involved in, but never anything like long term or serious. I mean, probably the best thing about the movie is um, uh, Wendy McClendon Covey or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, she's probably, you know, she's the she plays the mom on the Goldbergs. Um, she had been a bunch of stuff like Brian yeah. May did, but um, she, she was she was the blonde in uh, Reno Nine One One. I remember, like from back in the day. Oh yeah, right. Um, she's the best part of the movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of like her acting and yeah, just her believability as like a like a legitimate human being. Um, I'm not a big fan of like uh, Will Sasso. Oh. So oh, sorry. Go ahead. His stuff is is not that endearing. <laughs> Um, the other question I right that's the other question I have for you is like while I understand Dwight Schrute is kind of iconic you know and everything like that like I've never seen Rain Wilson do anything else that like I think is um, worth a damn so how's he play this FBI agent like is he trying to play it straight or is he trying to like add facial shit into it or a voice or so he's paired with um this other guy, Dennis O'Hare, plays another agent. And Dennis O'Hare is like the agent in charge, and Rain Wilson is like his assistant, kind of. Um, and the way they play it is basically he's Dwight Schrute, but as an FBI agent. Yeah. So but not not to the point of like Dwight Dwight's like intense right. like verbal verbal tics or, you know like neckbeard-esque like whatever right yeah everyone described dwight um but like it's almost like like you can hear him saying like michael like before everything like mm-hmm. well what do you think michael do you think he's mi5 right do you think he's, and he's like just like that right and um, Look, and I don't mean to disparage because Rain Wilson seems like a really nice guy in all the interviews I've seen in him, but like I don't think that dude like has him. He, I think he got one character that he fucking nailed and was really well written, and I don't think he has a lot beyond that, honestly. So I, that's the other thing besides Russell Brand is yeah. Rain Wilson that made me suspicious in this movie when I saw the but cast. He maybe has like ten minutes of screen time. It's not like he's like a major character. Anymore. Okay. Right. It's just they they maybe more than ten maybe like fifteen but like they cut to the FBI agents just talking about Gary who's just wandering around Pakistan like doing different shit. So um, so and you never know if like what you're seeing Gary see is like actually happening. So right. and not that you're ever that invested where like you care, but <laughs> so okay, I I got a couple other questions then real quick. So <laughs> get first of all, give me one of the things you laughed at. Honestly, I don't remember a single one right now. I'm sure it was all physical comedy, right? Um, oh, I know. So okay. there's so when he when he first gets to Pakistan the first time, he he buys the hang glider so he can hang glide in, and his idea is that he has to get a hang glider into Pakistan in his luggage. Okay. So he saws the hang glider into pieces with the idea that he's going to reassemble mm-hmm. it once he gets to Pakistan. Okay. Uh-huh. And there's these two like little kids, like you know, little Pakistanis. They ain't talking. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, like I'm gonna go catch the bearded one. So that's what he. Do you call him the bearded one or like beardy or something like that? 
he has like a cute nickname for Osama bin Laden. I can't remember now. Okay. And then like he starts to run like I'm coming to get him, and then he jumps and like the thing just like collapses immediately, like it falls apart. And, right. Um, he ends up like breaking some ribs or something. Um, because oh, because I, th- I thought the concept of like washing up in San Diego and thinking he's in Mexico is pretty funny. Just as like, yeah, yeah, that 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 part. It's it reminds you of like the thing where like Buster's in the trunk in Arrested Development. Exactly right. And yeah. he goes like three blocks, and he's like, um, I didn't even think of that specifically, but I thought it sounded like an Arrested Development joke. But yeah, yeah we're exactly where he, right. Like yeah. you think he's in Mexico, and it's just like in Torrance and something. <laughs> right, like right, right, right. Um, oh, that's the one that we quote all. It's getting it's getting tired in here. Tired in here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's that, and that 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 makes you laugh. And then there's the thing with um him where he's having her lob oranges at him as he cuts him in half with a samurai sword because he's decided that he needs to have like this sword to take with him which he carries with him for the whole movie and it's it's it, that's that's pretty funny too like a little bit it's just there's small things because you know like i don't know like i'm not a big fan of paul Shear, but i know like like paul Shear is a pretty famous like comedian like comedic actor and he's got some stuff that are kind of funny in it and it's not like uh, yeah, a, Paul Shear is, is another one that, like, <coughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, he, he, yeah, he, he annoys me more than I find him funny a lot of times, but, like, I think that's part of his gimmick a lot of times, so. Right. Well, for him, mostly, I'm just not a huge fan of the stuff that he's in. Like, I'm definitely not a fan of, um, shit, what is that TV show that has been on for a million years? Um, the league, right? The one that was on for like right, or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's mostly where I know him from, and I'm not a fan of that show, even though like people have told me that I should love that show. But right, I, I, I know I know him from just like being in a couple. Um, he he always plays like a jerk in the things I've seen him in. Um, and he's effective at that because I dislike the characters that he plays. But um, he's in Thirty Rock. He plays like the rival page to Kenneth. Right, right. Oh yeah, that he's he's really good in that. Yeah, he's a good heel, I guess. You know, he's in an episode of Party Down where he does like something similar. Like um, and there's a couple other TV shows I've seen him in. But like um, I don't know. I just I always saw have seen him as one note, but um. I haven't seen everything that he's done, obviously. Yeah. So anyway, so it's it's weird because like so Larry Charles apparently directed this movie, and then according to an interview I read with Nicolas Cage, because I was fascinated by this movie because the production value is pretty high in it. And mm-hmm. for being like kind of a small movie in terms of like some of the scope of it, like it looks really nice. And I was curious because like i saw larry charles direct it and i was like i have no idea what this movie is i mean i seriously never heard of this movie before you know we started doing the quick cage and i guess apparently um weinstein um cut the movie down like it was um bob weinstein decided that he didn't like the cut of the movie mm-hmm. so it was completely recut without larry charles's permission or knowledge and like Larry Charles's original version has never been released. So this is one of those things where like I legitimately think that if you could see his version of the movie, I think that it might be more effective because if it was done in like more of a curb your enthusiasm style kind of right. like with just instead of trying to tell the stupid narrative in the way that they have it cut together, 
like as a series of just like ridiculous events. Like, it might be a better movie. Um, right. Right. Because it's not terrible. Like this isn't one of those ones where I can say like, oh my god. Even though I hated it for the first like ten or fifteen minutes, once like I got past him constantly like talking, like there was some stuff in it that was really well done. And again, like I don't I, I felt like I should probably watch it again, but then I couldn't bring myself to do it, so yeah. Um What's interesting is I look up the, like one of the writers of this thing and like like this dude's like a legit writer. Like or like a legit artist. Like he's won like tons of like drama awards for um plays that he's written. Um he's won an Opie for Best New American Play. Um and he, he was nominated in two thousand and ten for the Pulitzer Prize for drama as a finalist. Like 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 this dude's like a legit writer. Which is interesting. Well, I don't know. Like a Pulitzer Prize finalist, like wrote this movie. <laughs> well, maybe that's part of the problem too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, you can't like how many how many how many levels down can you take yourself? You know what I mean? It's like stick with what you know, buddy. Like you don't need to write fucking. Nick Cage comedy. I thought you liked this movie, though, overall. So, when I say that I like it, it just means that it's like... Okay, alright. Like, First of all, let's not go crazy and use the word like. I liked it more than I initially thought I would. and I don't think it was a bad... Do it, do it, in, do it in Nick Cage voice and tell me this. Oh, I, are you on real Nick Cage voice or Gary Faulkner Nick Cage? Gary Faulkner Nick Cage voice. Oh, I'm watching this movie and I'm like, you know, this movie's awful. Like, I, I, I can't stand watching it. I'm like, listen to this guy and this guy sounds like an asshole. And he's obviously talking about this weird vocal fry and like this weird nasally voice. But then the more I watched it, I kind of laughed. And I was like, man, it's not going by too slow. Like, it's going by kind of quick. And then all of a sudden it was over and I was like, man, maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought. You're talking about in comparison to all the other Nick Cage movies I've had to sit through, and some of those movies are absolute shit. So, like, really, what's the scale? You know, if I tell you that it's good, it's like really like a four out of ten. You know, yeah, that's just like best I can hope for anymore in my fucking miserable life. Was that was that good? That's that's good. That, you didn't fit the Nick Cage score in it though. Oh shit. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's 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 it's. It's a did not. What 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 is it like a D, DNF or whatever they call it when does not qualify? Yeah, like, like DNQ or something. Yeah, you, you you can't like score it because right. like, there's something about it that's just so off that it doesn't meet the scale. Like I can't score it against that voice. It's it's grading and oh my god! And you know what? Every movie this man is in. He has to be some kind of chick mag. Like <clears throat> the the fucking um Goldberg's woman is like all hot for him and stuff. Mm-hmm. She's like, Oh, you're a hunk. And he's this unemployed <clears throat> fucking like... Muppet voice carpenter. And it's like it's right. so unbelievable. Yeah. I, look, I mean I think women love Nick Cage. Like I I was watching that interview today. Um and like, the first thing she said is, like, you know, in this movie, like, you're, like, basically, like, 
a pudgy old man, like, you know, but like, look at you here looking all dapper and like, you know, like, tell me about like, you know, um, I, I think a lot of women are smitten with uh, Nicolas Cage. Um, so I think well, I, I think he probably has like a lot of um, enablement, like in terms of like being this chick magnet. Uh, maybe. Uh, I mean, that's a 25% on Rotten Tomatoes, so they ain't that smitten. 25% from critics? Or and audiences. It's a, it's a um, flat line across the board. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, you don't really see that much. Usually it's like skewed one way or the other. But I don't. Cool. I, don't I mean, at least at least we got a, like a, a, a like a not available for for a score for the first time ever. That's that's unique. Yeah, the movie itself is maybe like four out of ten. I mean, I don't think it's twenty five percent. I'd say it's like forty percent because there are some things that do work in it. And again, like I think that if if I think if it could be released in the way that Larry Charles filmed it, I think it's probably better than what it amounts to because they just take right. it again. They make it a like a that formulaic is not the right word because there's nothing formulaic about it necessarily, but there really is kind of in like the narrative and the structure. And I just think that it wasn't made to be seen like that. I think it was made to be seen as like this more, I don't know, like chaotic affair with like just different scenes and kind of mimicking maybe what's tra- what is going on in this man's brain. Um, yeah, Look, you, you know, gotta pay to watch it, and I would never tell anybody to pay to watch it. So if you ever see it for free, like maybe. Here's the interesting thing: I'm I'm glad to find out Larry, Larry Charles didn't write it. Like Larry Charles as a director of comedy, I'm fine with. But um, what's interesting is if you like go back and like look at the episodes of Seinfeld that Larry Charles wrote. Um, yeah, <sighs> like there's good bits in them, but like there's none of them that are like, these are really great Seinfeld episodes. Like, so Larry Charles is, uh, I respect the dude, but, um, I don't know. He's, um, I'm trying to think of more things that are funny. So when he initially goes to buy the hang glider, he's in the like sporting goods. It looks like a Sears or something. He's in the sporting goods section. And this guy's like, um, like salesman's trying to help him and he's basically telling the salesman like ah you know i want a mission from god i need to see if i can cut this hang glider apart like i you know who i am i'm fucking gary Faulkner. and like that part's kind of funny mm-hmm. um yeah the, his, 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 where, most, his most popular episode ever was the outing which is the um not there's anything wrong with that episode and no, right. that hasn't yeah. that hasn't um Oh, I'm sorry. He did the fire too, which is a you know this one. This is the one where um, George pushes all the women and children out of the way when there's a fire in the house. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's that's good. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're kind of like lackluster episodes. But... Yeah, I mean, so I don't know. Whatever. It's one more down. Except for they keep adding more, man. Like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that I can watch. Not, not yet, but, um, uh, you will soon. Um, so this week, because Nick Cage just pops up in my feed fucking every other day. Um, 
So he has a movie coming out um, that I think they're announcing is coming out now in July called Pig. Oh, yeah, I know, yeah. Um, and <laughs> the, the trailer releases this week, you know. Um, uh, so prepare yourself for that one. I'm um, prepared. And do you know the story of this movie? Like what this movie's about? No, I don't think so. Uh, he is a, uh, what do they call him? Truffle hunter? Is that right? Yeah. Uh-huh. In, in the in, in the Pacific Northwest. And his, I mean, look, premise is funny. Um, his pig gets kidnapped and he goes on a revenge. Um, so basically it's taken with the pig. That actually sounds pretty amazing. I, sure. I mean. <laughs> oh, Adam, Adam Arkin's in it. Is he? I didn't, yeah. I didn't look at the cast. Um, Nicholas Cage produced it, so he's going to have sex with a lead, a really attractive lady. Sure. Sure. I don't know who Gretchen Corbett is. Do you know who she is? Gretchen? No, I do not. No. Um, oh, my God. She, she was born in 1947. So. Oh, no. It's probably not It's her probably then. not going to be her that she's having, he's having no, sex with. <laughs> I'm sure it's this, whoever this Nina Belfort is um, that's listed here. She was um, super attractive in 1975. Um, Nina Belfort, uh, or Julia Bray is Tweaket. Looks young enough, um, for Cage to want to have a sex scene with her. Um, so that guy that came right feed this week that the trailer's coming out. It's probably going to be released in July. It seems on streaming. Um, and then. This probably is until next year now. This might be our first post end of Quick Cage, Quick Cage. Um, there is a movie called The Retirement Plan uh, that has Nick Cage, Ron Perlman, Rick Fox, um, and Jackie Earl Haley uh, in it, which is another crime slash revenge slash action movie of um some sort where um he has to help out his uh estranged daughter or some shit who runs afoul of some criminals or something like that. Oh well, sounds fantastic. Sure. Um I don't know the, when this goddamn prisoners of the ghost land is gonna end up like being available to watch. It'll be before done we're done this shit. You think? It's gotta be. Yeah. Um, huh. it'll be fine though like afterwards to do like a like a posthumous um, quick cage you know whenever a new movie comes out because then it'll feel fresh and like interesting instead of like the bane of my existence generally right but we're gonna get to like fucking um Captain Amalfi's zither um and it feels like it's gonna be a triumph and then um uh and then we're just gonna have more Dude, you know that I'm really far away. I got two movies left to watch in 2016. I was hoping we would have been finished in 2016. 2016 is a rough year, man. It is a rough year, and you've been putting shit off. And, um, yeah. I don't want to watch Snowden. <laughs> or USS Indianapolis. And they're both free right now. Both free. So it's fucking death and self-flagellation, <laughs> but, you know. Um, both free. USS Indianapolis keeps getting offered to me on Prime now, I think. Um, 
or Hulu, maybe. I'm not sure. I think it's Hulu. Uh, 2017 is done. Oh, everything's done. Look, we're we're we are now at 2016 and before. Everything else is done except for the animated movies animated that you're going movie to combine into one episode. So yeah, you you're only going backwards now, man, and you you got a lot of shit. And then by shit, I mean shit. Hmm. You got two fucking Oliver Stone movies, man. Like bad Oliver Stone too. Like not good Oliver Stone. You don't know Snowden's bad. Prove me wrong. Oh my god, World Trade Center. I never want to watch that movie. Like, you don't know how many times my finger is, like, hovered above the fucking, like, play button on that goddamn movie and thought, like, I just can't do it. Like, I can't, I, I can't bring myself to it. Are we doing millimeter? Oh, uh, I don't think we have. Hold on. Uh, yeah, no, we did. Yeah. I was gonna say, I watched it. We haven't done, we haven't done Gone in sixty seconds yet. God, I know that's another one. Um, I should just do it. I should just watch that. <laughs> oh Jesus! It's like that's that's probably what people tell themselves when you're ready to jump off a bridge. Um, I should drink more. Really, I mean, like that's right. that's what it boils down to. Listen. I'll make you a deal. Um, World Trade Center. I'll. I think we should. I I think we do a watch along with it. On oh no! It's so long. How long is it? It's like two and a half hours long, man. Are you, you serious? Yeah, I, I think so. Let me look. How long can that movie? That can't movie can't be that long. It's one hundred and twenty nine minutes. Oh Jesus! I mean, yeah, well, that's what, that's well what I mean, I with the special effects, like. Nine minutes. It's gonna be two hours still. Never mind. I I take this back. Um, you should just watch that. Well, it's got a decent cast. Maria Bello, Michael Pena, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Stephen Dorff. I do Stan. like Michael Pena. Um, Stephen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's somebody trying to talk themselves into something right there. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to do another watch along at some point. Um, well, hold on. let's let's let, let's look and pick out a, a good movie for Amos and Andrew. <clears throat> oh, Firebirds. I'm watching Firebirds by myself. <laughs> oh, so you can enjoy the helicopters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like helicopters. Sit there, Mark. Has what we're watching. When we were watching that um, Hulk Hogan movie, I was like, oh, man, that's a pretty cool helicopter. <laughs> yes. Ultimate Weapon the other night. Yeah. 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 Maybe I'll make you watch Gone in 60 Seconds. What? I didn't I didn't say... I didn't okay that one. Um, I, I God, I, I fucking hate cars. Yeah, I should make you watch City of Angels. <laughs> that really would be a proper punishment. Um... Is it, no, 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 that's Metro Black that, like, I wrote um, a treatment for and not knowing that it was... Because that's just Death Takes a Holiday, right? Is Metro uh -huh. Black? Yeah. Not knowing that the movie already existed when I was a teenager. Um, 
It's like that G.I. Joe video game you made for the NES. I did make that fucking game. Don't 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 front there. Um, I would like to I would like to see um I'd like to see when you originally sent that letter because I was reading some old Nintendo powers the other day and I actually found evidence from like two years before it came out of them talking about making it. Yeah. I still they think didn't it, say what it was like. I still think they took a couple of my ideas. Yeah, maybe. Like, let's... I think they, they took the multiple character thing from me. It's a good game, though. It's a lot of fun. I was really disappointed when I read it. Like, ah oh, man, I love that game. Being able to switch between the characters and shit on the fly, and like each of them have like different talents. And stuff All right, the cool. ones I will watch. Amos and Andrew. Why do you get to pick? Why can't I pick? I'm the one that's got to watch these fucking movies. I don't know. It takes two to tango here. Like, I mean, um, I really think I really think it needs to be gone in 60 seconds. Ugh, how long is that? I don't know. It's like 84 minutes. You're, that's, that's, that's a lie. That's, it's that's a minutes. How many? 118. Oh my god, how? I mean, look, okay, so what? Seven minutes of that's going to be credits, right? Because they, they got stunts. So, um... A lot of drifting, you know? Right, of... right, yes, yes. Fucking, uh... Fucking Long Beach drifting, probably, as opposed to Tokyo drifting, but, um... <clears throat> Are they in California? I thought they were in, like, Detroit or something. Isn't that the whole thing? It's like they're stealing a bunch of cars from like some rich person like that. Mm, the film was shot in California. Hold on. <laughs> See, I've seen like fucking three scenes from this thing, and like I just guessed Long Beach. I should have said, and I was right. No, it's the fucking Long Beach. It was filmed in. Um, yeah, it was shot in Los Angeles and Long Beach. I don't know if that's where it takes place, but that's where it was shot. Um, uh, that's weird too, because normally I would say Venice Beach because of Hulk Hogan. But um, we could watch Rage. That's only ninety-two minutes, and we oh. haven't talked about it yet. Even though I've watched Who's it. in this, okay, I actually Peter, this, this Peter, is this Peter. is a, no, 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 this is a better cast. So Joel Lee, fucking Giovanni Ribisi, Chris Eccleston, Robert Duvall, Vinny Jones, Delroy Lindo, Shy McBride, um. <laughs> On in 60 seconds? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It was a big budget movie. Right. Fuck, I don't want to watch USS Indianapolis colon Men of Courage. I offered to watch that one with you, but um, I'm, I'm, re- I'm, re- I'm, no, I'm, re- I'm reneging on it now. Right, because it's like, dude, it's 130 minutes, man. Okay, so so let's just do Gone in 60 seconds. We'll do that here in, like, um, is that free? Uh, It was at one point. Five years ago on Netflix, um, it's not free anywhere. Fuck it, it doesn't matter. We'll do that here. We'll do that here in the next month or so. Let me see if it's free for Frank because it might be free for Frank. It's not. I just looked it up. It's not free. For oh, you. it's not free sometimes, for you. It's not free for me. Sometimes you miss that shit though. You got Fubu, Fubu TV, for us by us TV. Uh, Fubo. Sorry, Fubo. TV. I do not have Fubo. Mm-hmm. 
Fubo TV. It's a premium subscription. Um, or, or Philo. Philo? He got Philo? I don't think so. Yeah. These are like these fucking things that like are now like trying to be like a network almost like in, in stream ship. Pluto TV is free, however. Um, uh, for anybody who like wants to like watch stuff. Um, like you're watching cable or something like that. Um, and it's not terrible. Um, as what is it called? Pluto, Pluto TV? Oh, Pluto. I'm still thinking about FUBU. Oh, you're not thinking where's about my, Ju- Jupiter or Saturn? Where's my, where's my Carl Kanai TV? <laughs> All right, so we'll do going to 60 seconds at some point. Um, and that's probably, I'm tapping out after that. You're on your own at that point. Dick. <laughs> Um. All right. I don't think I have any other cage news. Um, at all this well, week. Well, what a shame. Oh man. Well, at least we're how you feeling? The... the the end. Uh, I we still got five months. <laughs> it's <laughs> don't, not five. It's like it's like three. What we decide? We figure it out like. We, we yes October that is well, it's that is that, July almost except for there's gonna be pig that gets added on and there's gonna be yeah. the fucking unbearable fucking no 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 that of... what and then Ghost of the Prison Land is gonna come out we're we're looking Did at you just call it Ghost now. of the Prison Land Ghost of the Prison Land that's not what it's called what's it's it called, called? Like Prisoners of a Ghost Land or something like that and I don't know. How should I? You can't expect me to remember anything. Prisoners, prisoners of Ghostland. <laughs> okay, so I fucked up the nouns. It's fine. I I, I get um, confused because there's a horror movie called an Incident. Hold on, Ghost what did I just call it? Ghost of the Prison Land or something. Okay, yeah. Okay, so I just fucked up the nouns. It's fine. You fucked up the entire title. <laughs> Not really. Prison. Yeah, enough. I mean, Ghost, yeah, of, Ghost of the Prison Land sounds like a cooler movie anyway. But. I'm going to tell you how great this movie is and make you watch it, and then it's going to be awful when you're... <laughs> like, is it yeah, rib? You're going to, like, rip me by, by yeah. like, lying about a movie? Uh-huh. There's a movie from, um, like, three years ago called Incident in the Ghost Land, and I always get it confused. Hmm. Um, which actually... It wasn't, like, great or anything, but it's not the worst movie. It's got some uh, decent scenes. It's directed by, I think, I think the dude that directed Martyrs. Not that you've ever watched that movie. No. Not that I'll ever make you watch that movie, because I really don't think you would enjoy it at all. I've thought about putting it on the list before. He also directed that goddamn Tall Man movie with, um... Uh, what's her name? Jessica Biel. Do you know this movie? No, nah, I don't know this movie. Uh, see, this is like this is the curse of like my life is that I've seen all these movies. I've seen I, I I've, I've seen I'm some movies in the past year that like you. Well, it's probably under the free anywhere. I mean, it's um, free. what? It's free like a couple places. Tubi, I think, definitely it's, it's free. The Tall Man. Yeah. It's 2012. Yeah, that's it. 
Yeah, yes, yeah, it's free on Prime and Tubi. Oh, okay. Now this movie's never been recommended to me. Well, it's a thriller. Oh, it's not, it's a thriller. Not that good. It's a thriller. It's it's a horror movie. Frank, I get the worst shit recommended to me. Like, come on, like no, like it's just been never been recommended to me. It's a psychological horror movie. It has the it has um Smoky Man in it. William B. Davis from X Files. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's terrible. Like, it's, it, it's, it's. I'm not fun. watching shit like any horror movie with Jessica <laughs> Biel ever again. No, no. What is the other one you watched? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Remake? Oh, right. I forgot. I blocked that out of my head. Hmm. We just talked. Didn't we talk about this on a podcast? <laughs> we never talked about anything <laughs> on a podcast. Speaking of the primary podcast, um. We will be taking a break this week. Uh, next week, we will be, be back with the, what, top five horror movies in 95, correct, right? Yeah. 95. I get the months and the years confused. Um, and then we will be back with a watch-along um, for the first time ever on the primary podcast of Predators 2. And are we still doing this Iconic Couples episode, Frank? I got to figure out what it is. Okay, I will, I, oh, I will commit to that in case you want to change it. Um, no, it's 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 a good episode. Is it? I got a question for you. You ready? Okay. When you search for Jessica in Prime, how many Jessicas down is Jessica Beale? Mm. Oh, I want to see if it's the same for um uh, for you. I would say four. Nah, she's the sixth Jessica. Mm. And one of those Jessica's is Jessica Jones for some reason who isn't even a real person. Okay, so it is Amazon doesn't do it according to any kind of algorithm. Um, so yeah, so I was I, she's also six for me. Um, you got Chastain, Alba Jones, Chambers, yeah. Lang, and the Beatles. Who the fuck's Jessica Chambers? <clears throat> uh, she I'm, has the unspeakable crimes. Oh, she's dead. <laughs> she got murdered or something. I don't know. She's just like young blonde. Right, yeah. yeah. The, the killing of Jessica Chambers, I see it, season one. Um, there, for some reason, there's... Oh, my God. Is the thing that, you, that when you when you when you click on that, is the, is the fourth thing on the list Murder, She Wrote, season four? It is. <laughs> because Jessica Lange is next on my list. Right. Well, yeah. who's... wait, what? And then the Musketeers, because on my list of Jessica's, Jessica Lang comes after. Oh, oh no, 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 Jessica Fletcher is her name, right? Right, Jessica Fletcher. Well, it's the character's name. Like, you're oh, right. Murder, she wrote. <laughs> I forgot Jessica Lang was a real person. <laughs> yes, Jessica Lang is a real person. Um, Blue Sky, Oscar. Look it up. When 19 year old Jessica Chambers is set on fire inside her car and burned to death, the question of who did it quickly becomes a nationwide blah blah blah, but it's two ninety nine per episode. I ain't, I ain't paying for that. I'm sorry that you're dead, but oh, there, there's there's two different TV series to deal with this woman's death. One is an ID channel TV series, and the other one is are you sure not they're not the same. Thing? They're exactly they're enough of the same thing that it doesn't even matter. 
Plus, I could probably like find a bunch of YouTube videos about her. No, Damn. no, I was, I, was, I was right. Blue Sky was when she won Best Actors. Yeah. Okay. There are so many like things that exist that are just outside your sphere of knowledge. It's so weird. My my sphere. sphere. I mean, you and you and you in the general sense, not you in the specific. Although no. you in the specific, there's a lot there too. No offense. Like what? I don't know. Like we were talking about something the other day, and you didn't have any knowledge of it. It doesn't matter. It's true for everybody. Don't don't take offense. What was that? We were talking about something that I didn't know anything about. And I was like, I don't fucking know what you're talking about. And it was something that apparently was common knowledge. Who knows? It doesn't matter. We're all a bunch of idiots. <laughs> no, that's absolutely true. Um, you should watch The Secret of Rowan Inish. What the fuck's that? You know that movie? No. It was one that I always got confused with um Chickabay. What's it? Nell. Nell. <laughs> yeah, Rowan Inish was like a kid's movie that came out in like 95. But it's like got a similar opening with like the slow, you know, languorous pan over the wooded river or whatever. Chickabay, Chickabay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, this is going to be the last thing on this podcast is you didn't give it because you were napping, I think probably, but um, you didn't give an opinion on this, um, this Ben and Jerry's ice cream or is it Ben and Jerry's? No, it's, it's Belmont. Ben and Jerry's. No, it's not. It's, Bel- it's called oh. Belmont. Um, it's a Ben and Jerry's ripoff. Um, that was posted in our group thread with Bledsoe and Orion. Um, make fudge, not war. Yeah. What, what, what do you think? What do you think the deal is? with that? It's just a dumb title. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, it, it's not sexual. It's not even, it's meant to be like, it's, so it's, you know, obviously. Like I mean, it's it's, it's definitely referring to shit though, right? No, it's I make mean, love, not, it's make love, not war, and it's saying that you well, should love uh, fun. Well, hold on. The the sheep is saying sheep happens. Yeah, but is that sheep like some kind of mascot of this company? Look, I saw this thing and I just declined to participate with you people. <laughs> right. Well, you, didn't, you didn't want to think about the implications of it, I think. Bathroom stuff makes you uncomfortable unless you're the one. It doesn't make me joke. uncomfortable. No, it makes you uncomfortable unless you're the one making the joke. It depends on what the joke is. Like, if it's about nah. like feet or something, I don't want to talk about it. No, nah, no. Nah. It, it, it always makes you uncomfortable unless you're the one making the joke. This is well established in our no, it's friendship. Not. Like, no, it's it's absolute, it, yeah, absolutely. Give me proof. I wish I, could, I wish I could remember the day and time. I'm sure it was like probably like 1045 in some month in 2016 at the bar where this was firmly established. Because I like it was like the perfect thing, like where it was like fucking you were just drunk enough to where it's like somebody made a joke like thirty minutes before, and then you made a joke, and it's like the first joke made you uncomfortable, but when you made the joke, it was fine, like something similar. So first of all, this is an Aldi ice cream brand. So what does that tell you? <laughs> um, that sheep is unique to that flavor. It looks like. Right. Do you think it's made with... No, that's weird. 
like goat's milk or something? That's doesn't, not possible. Doesn't say anything about that. Um, goats aren't sheep. How many, how many cups are in a pint? <laughs> They're advertising 420 calories per two-thirds ser- cup serving. Like, how how ridiculous... How, how many calories do you think this bitch has in general? <laughs> the whole tub of it? It's, well, it's one pint, like the entire thing, and every two-thirds cup serving is 420 calories. Is, is that a... Hold on. It got recalled in 2014. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, so there are two... A pint equals two cups. So... Two-thirds. So does that mean that there's... Okay, so there's... Uh, 570 um, calories per cup. So... Well, it's 420 times 3, right? Like, I mean... 1140. Well, I'm looking right now. It says it's only 190 calories per two-thirds cup. What? Are you looking up? I'm looking at the picture. Oh, I'm looking looking at their website. Oh, well, their website's just lying to you then. So, I mean... So, right. So, it's 1260 calories... I feel so used. Per per pint. Um, According to the sheep's dick, basically, in this photo. Um, What? I didn't see no sheep dick. Well, oh, right. it's just okay. hanging down from the sheep, like um, whereas genitalia would be. Um, so, so yes, yeah, so that's a comparable to Ben Jerry's. Um, Bledsoe, I hope you get the ant situation under control, though. Um, ant, ants. Did you talk about that? It's in the background of the photo for the. There's ants in the picture. There, no, there's a ant. Trap. Um, oh, is that in the background. I thought that, I thought that was like fucking um, Totino's pretzel. Or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like a red, a red Baron pizza or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's, um, fuck, what is that? The orange box when we were kids for like yeah. the, the single pizza. Be- big, big box, right? Nah, Mama... Fuck. Yeah, what was that called? It was, the, it was the old woman that, like, was holding the pizza out with two hands. Yeah, yeah. It was the, it, was it the orange like box. It, it looked like that pizza box, right? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, Blitz is going all in on the junk food today. Yeah, I I know the ant, what the ant shit looks like, so uh, it, it springs to mind immediately for me. All right. Well, I mean, we started with... um. Army of One, and um, this this might be the furthest we've gotten away. Uh, I'll give us that too. From the actual movie to Mama Tortini's, <laughs> Mama Pizza. Tor- right? Pizza John's, right? That's the movie we're gonna finish the quick cage with. Yeah. Um. Oh man, yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, to 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 Bledsoe's aunt problem. So, I mean, I think that's a. Uh, Something. See, I didn't. Ex- I didn't look. I was just looking at the picture in the thumbnail view, so I didn't actually see like what was in it. All I saw was the orange and like the whatever. Right. Yeah. I I can't remember. You know, you, know, you know what sucks? Let me just say this, and I'm just going to call it out now, so I don't get called out on it later. 
at some point in my life, I'm going to get fucking accused of not being colorblind because I can tell what color that box is. That's how fucked up you people are. That just because I get something right, like I'm going to get accused of being able to actually see colors and have to defend myself for like 10,000 times with you assholes. Right. I mean, I, um, the paranoia I live with. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even have thought of that until you mentioned it. But I mean, now I, I, I've seen you see orange before. I think orange is distinct enough that, like, um, you can see that. Um, really, like, deep orange, I can get confused for red sometimes. Like, they look similar to me. But, like, regular orange, like, it's different enough between yellow and red where I can tell it typically. Is it mom? Was the old was Mama Cel- It's Mama Celeste. Mama Celeste, right? Hold I on, let me look up nineteen eighties. Uh, Mama Celeste. The boxes, right? I'm not seeing it. I swear it's the same color as the Bagel Bites box. God damn it! This is really frustrating. Nah, bagel um, Bites not that color. I'm wrong. It's some darker color. Tur- Tortino's pretzel rolls. Okay, like, can you see this image here, Frank? Hold on, I was looking at the internet. Yeah. Do you see, do you see this woman like holding out the pizza? <laughs> yeah, I remember Mama Celeste. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. It's like, wasn't that her in the orange box? Like all the boxes I'm seeing is just like a picture of her, like just like head tilted, like to the side a little bit. Like, yeah, I thought um, it was like. It's that one in the middle with her in the oval. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah, that yeah, yeah. head on the box. Right. I thought there. Okay. You're looking at some modern-ass Mama Celeste box. I typed in 1980s. It's right there. It's, oh, my voice cracks like fucking <clears throat> doing my goddamn voice. So in the screen you have up right now. Yeah, hold on. We're going to go to 90s. 90s is no better. I don't see any orange box. Heaster, hey, this is a Heaster job. Whatever. Easter, Easter what pizza box looks like ant traps. Right. And we'll we'll in, in one week from now we'll we'll get messages from you um on text. So um, Well Yep. And hold on, so at least we didn't end with ants, we ended with Mama Celeste. So And Easter. And Easter. All right. Word. All right. We so we only have we months. only have six months left, everybody. Or no, sorry, ah, five no. months. <laughs> five months left. Um, killing me, man. This will, this will end someday. Huh. What what's going to happen is there's going to be so many movies that come out that it's like the next thing that you want to do is going to just fall. We're going to have no break. It's just going to fall right into like the next thing that you want to do. What is the next thing I want to do? Do you remember? I do, but I'm not going to say it. What, is it going to be a surprise for the listeners? It's... I'm going to see if I can hold off long enough till you remember it yourself. <laughs> so we can actually have a break between the quick cage and whatever that thing is. Are you talking about my favorite movies thing? Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. I, I would think we were just going to do... I, I don't know. I don't think about that shit. Even though okay. I would enjoy doing that, it kind of like 
potentially ruins a bunch of other podcasts down the road. So, right. Right. Yeah. I'm glad you think I'm glad you're rethinking it. So, all right. We'll thank, figure you for, thank you for listening, everybody. And I'm telling you, WWE films, I'm telling you, motherfucker. I have, I have I not given enough of myself for this shit. You know, like, can it be something good? Have a good week, everybody. Goodbye.